All right, how's it going, everyone? I'm Mark. Ian. And this is the Uncaped Crusaders Review. All right, another week, another episode. Um, plenty to talk about, talking Batman the Animated Series today. Got three episodes that we are going to talk about. We're going to talk about Night of the Ninja, Cat Scratch Fever, and then The Strange Secret of Bruce Wayne. So we've had two really good Batman Animated Series episodes over the past month. Um, and a little, maybe not quite as strong this this time. Yeah, but yeah some forgettable ones. But... We've also had some really strong Batman uh, 66 episodes too. We've been on a roll actually the past like month straight. Yeah. Like, for the past like four four episodes have been awesome. Yeah, again, they can't all be good, so... True. So, we're taking a little bit of a step back with these three, but still not terrible. Still not terrible, no. Uh, there's, um, I mean, I would say there's no terrible episodes. No. Um, there's maybe some okay episodes at worst. Right, right. So, um, but yeah, uh, Strange Secret Bruce, Bruce Wayne, though, is a, is a classic one. So, that, that's, that's, the, one, yeah. that's the real high point with this week's haul. Um, also, we're going to talk movies we've seen, we're going to talk a little bit of news, we're going to talk movie swap as well, as always. Um, and to start off, we've got to talk, uh, we got to talk about a little bit of news, obviously not really much going on because everything's still shut down, however, there is some news that has come out of the fact that the Batman has officially been delayed, um, not, not too much though at the moment, it's been delayed from, uh, Jul- June, uh what was it going to be? Was it June or July? June. From uh, okay, in, into June to the beginning of October. So just uh, just a few months pushback. Um, not not really too severe. Obviously, it pulls it out of the summer, so that that could be a potential potential difference. However, though, we've seen October movies make a ton of money over the past couple of years. Yeah, I mean, now it's it's not about when, it's about the movie itself. And, yeah. and with a with a franchise like Batman, it could open in dead of February and it will still make money. Yeah, because um, obviously Joker came out last October, made tons of money, made over a billion dollars. Crap. Um, and then the year before was Venom, right? And that made... Oh, did, yeah. Did Venom make almost. a billion dollars or was it like 800 million or it something? It was 800 something. Yeah. Anyway, it made a lot of money. Um, yeah. Yeah, so, so it means nothing. Yeah, and also, to be honest, I think Batman fits perfectly with uh, the too. October month. Just the 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 appearance of Batman, the mystique tone, of Batman, the yeah, the tone setting. of it, the Halloween, like the just just the fact of Batman costumes around, like it it it's it, called Gotham. That's yeah. a good good spot for a Batman movie, and I'm I'm kind of excited we're getting a Batman movie at that time that time of year. I think it's a cool. I think it'll potentially be a cool atmosphere for for it to be released in. So I mean, we'll you know, we'll see. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, like I'm pissed because it was going to come out literally like the day after my birthday, which wasn't perfect. <laughs> but but like you're right, Batman it makes way more sense tonally to be coming out in October, and then that, that also that way it doesn't have to compete with all the other summer blockbusters. And right. It can really just stand on its own, and and it'll be. Writing time for award seasons, not that it's yeah, going to make, like, too. you know, acting or directing, but, like, you know, all the technical stuff, if it could finally be recognized, which would be cool. Yeah. So, that's the that's the big news, um, and we'll see. We'll see what happens 
what happens to that who knows maybe we push back more we don't know nothing is over not. yet and we'll you know yeah. we'll see what happens but anyway that's the big batman news that has come from this week um not not really anything else going on everything's just still on halt still um, still not moving yeah. Nothing. Yeah. Oh, nothing I mean, happened. movies are just being pushed back. That's really the yeah, only that, thing that that's really going big. on. Oh, the, uh, the freaking um, the title for the Venom sequel came out. Which who cares? Oh uh, yeah, I don't care. You yeah, know, but funny. people are losing their minds. You know, it's funny. I was thinking about this yesterday. Oh. I think I've seen pretty much every single superhero movie that has come out, at least since I was really seeing movies in the theaters. So yeah, at least it. probably since the mid two thousands. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I've seen most super movies ever, but I, uh, the, there's only two I can think of that I haven't seen. Uh, now, some I didn't see in theaters. Okay, three. There's, all right, no four. Okay, now I can think of four. Okay. Yeah. The first Hulk movie I, I never saw, although that Same. was a little bit before I was seeing movies in theaters. But yeah, that was very early. Didn't see that one. I um. And then the only other ones that are all recent, I never saw the the newest Fantastic Four. Oh yeah. Never saw Captain Marvel and never mm. saw Venom. Those are the only three ones. And I was thinking about the other day. I was like, I have zero interest in this stupid Venom sequel. I had zero oh, interest in the first villain in the first one. But I've had inter- zero interest in many other terrible superhero movies and have still seen them. But mm. Venom was one I still was like, nope. Just I wonder why that is. Completely didn't see. I, I well, I think it's because one, it's a villain movie, which is stupid. It's a villain movie stupid. without the hero. There yeah. is no even hero in this entire universe. It's a villain that literally cannot exist without Spider-Man. And, and in the movie, he's not even a villain. He's right. like an anti-hero, which is dumb. Which Venom is has sure. anti-hero tendencies, but it never matters because it's always in a Spider-Man story and he's always trying to kill Spider-Man. So therefore he's a villain regardless of the other stuff that he does. Right. So all that, I was like, I have absolutely not, not even a little bit like I've seen the terrible Spider-Man movies just because it's Spider-Man. Right. So I saw amazing Spider-Man two in theater. I saw uh, homecoming and far from home. Well, homecoming was different because we weren't quite sure how bad it was going to be. Yeah, I didn't see Far From Home, that. even though I knew I knew that was going to be terrible. I still saw it anyway. To be honest, I couldn't even tell you why. Just because it's Spider-Man. I am not going to be seeing the next game. one. I'll tell you right now. I am not seeing whatever next home stupid Spider-Man movie is coming out. I agree. I, At this I was point, I'm out. I'm out. And he's my number one. Uh, other than Batman, that is my number one all-time character, favorite character. And I will not be seeing the next Sure. Uh, another Spider-Man movie, which is just mind blowing to me. But uh, like the the only thing that can make me remotely curious to see the Venom sequel, and I even see the first one, is like because it's Carnage. If they made right. it rated R, and it was just crazy, over the top, violent. But it's Sony, so they're probably not even going to do no, that. No, they definitely won't do that. Which is so stupid. It's like, what's the point then? Like, I don't get like all the dupe bros on Twitter who love Venom. I'm like, it'd be one thing if it was violent and awesome, like you guys right. want it, but it's pure desaturated Sony, like. PG thirteen garbage. Just, like, I don't... It's just CGI PG thirteen. Yeah, I don't get the appeal. Yeah, I don't. I don't either. Um, Whatever. But anyway, I was thinking about that the other day because I was just like, man, I never did see Venom, and I have no I, desire to see it. I have no. And desire it's one either. of three modern superhero movies that I haven't seen. That's it. Only three out of all the ones I saw. Suicide Squad. I saw. Although, actually, to be fair, we weren't quite sure how terrible that one was going to be. But uh, I saw Justice League. I saw Birds of Prey. Even like I've seen. 
but you saw like, Dark those... Phoenix, right? Oh yeah, oh yeah, of course I yeah, saw Dark I was Phoenix. Man. I only went to see that because I was hoping. I was like, okay, at least we might get just some cool Quicksilver scene, and it is lame and terrible. Not even. No, it couldn't even give me that. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. But I was just that was just funny to me. I was like, man, there's really only th- like three, and that's one of them. Um, as big as it was and everything. I'm sure there'll be many more now. Yeah, yeah, you're not wrong. I have very little interest in any any upcoming superhero movies. To be honest, uh, James Gunn's Suicide Squad, the next Guardians movie, the next Thor movie, obviously Batman, um, Doctor Strange. How about Raimi? Yeah, 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 yeah. If yeah, Sam Raimi, Doctor Strange. I'm all in for any Raimi stuff, and that's probably it. That's really all I'm that interested in at the moment. But yeah, same. Anyway, anyway, um, I was just thinking of that. So that's that's interesting. But anyway, uh, Ian, have you uh, seen any movies this week? I've seen one other than a uh, movie swap. Okay. Uh, I saw a movie that I've been wanting to for a long time now uh, called The Hunt. Not the not the recent Blumhouse <laughs> stupid one. Uh, I don't care about that. This is a uh, movie from 2012. It's a Danish film uh, starring Mads Mikkelsen. Okay. Um, it's about this uh, guy who's divorced. He's living in a small community where he's friends with everybody. And he works at a kindergarten. He's a really good guy. And then there's this little girl who like has a crush on him and stuff. And basically what happens is that she kind of says something to another teacher. And the teacher kind of takes it as her saying that like he was inappropriate with her. And so this, these allegations of like him being a, like a child abuser come out. And like it just ruins his life. And like the whole community turns against him. And uh, it just shows like the power of like gossip and how stuff that is like unsubstantiated can like just ruin people's lives and like the effect it has and uh it's really amazing film like everybody should watch it just to nope see like nope. I, I know nope. well like, the funny part is is like actually if you think about more of a horror movie because i was terrified because it's so much more real about like what can actually happen especially to young men nowadays but uh Mads Mikkelsen's fantastic the movie is amazing if you can stomach it nope watch it it's it's fantastic i'm out I'm out. <laughs> that's literally terrifying. everything i hate in movies well, what do you hate about it um i i absolutely hate the uh false accused thing and um, oh sure i, well, I, I hate, I, I hate I was... that trope in movie it, i i hate it in movies because a lot of times it's done just just to create conflict but, this isn't that uh, yeah yeah but i also hate it even when it's done well because i just hate it I, I just i it drives me absolutely insane i can't stand it, it makes me so oh, no, like mad i, 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 I can't i hate watching it i hate anything about it but at least if it's in like an action movie or something where they're oh they're arrested for whatever then they can like kill someone or fight some out right, of it something like this yeah. i'm out there's absolutely no no resolve in anything no uh, nope out it, it has a good ending it's a perfect ending of like it's like you know stuff like Basically, what happens is that the like you know eventually it comes out that he's innocent, but there's a the perfect amount of dark ending where it's like at the end there's still people who you, you can tell do not believe that he's innocent, and it's like you know kind of ambiguous where you know is he gonna be able to continue his life how he did? But uh, no, it's a really good movie. But yeah, like watching it, I was like yelling at the TV. But they they do it really well where it's like you can understand how this could happen. It's not just like, Oh, I understand how this could happen. I 100% understand how this could happen. You don't even have to try and make people understand. People are dumb enough that you don't even have to have. Oh no, that's the sad part. Yeah. And they show that, but yeah, no, really good movie, but yeah, not for everybody. Yeah, no, not for me. Um, okay. Well, fair enough. Uh, I assume just rewatching stuff. Cause that's a lot of that too. I've been doing that. 
more this week yep. as well. I, I rewatched Thor The Dark World for the first time since the opening night in the theater. Oh, wow. That's I funny because I rewatched had not the seen it again. first Thor as well. Okay, I like the first Thor a lot. I think it's I very just... underrated. I think people hate on no, that movie. People say it's boring and stuff, but I, I like it. I like the it's first simple. Thor movie. I do too. Um, Thor The Dark World is even worse than I remember it being. Um, yeah. I, I, I thought it. I might like it more. Just because they did so much with it in Endgame and, right. and all this other stuff, I thought I might like it more. No, I, I, I don't remember hating it when it first came out. I was just indifferent to it. Kind of sure. like Green Lantern. There's a handful of super movies. It's just like I just saw them and I was like, yeah, okay, whatever. I, I don't care. Um, I, I, this movie is horrible, Ian. It, it's, it's terrible. The, the script is just mind-numbingly dumb. The dialogue That's is true. awful. The humor is non-existent. Yeah, it's bad. It's so pointless. Not a single character is developed even a little bit. Now, now Portman's asleep for most of it, literally. Yeah, literally. She's like half <laughs> dr- with dying from whatever. No one evolves. Not one character is even the slightest bit different from the beginning of the movie to the end of the movie. That's a that's a bad sequel. Like that's that's the one thing you can't. That's the problem with Age of Ultron. Even though I like that movie, yeah, no one's really any different by the end yeah, of it. It's the just... only thing with that is they plant the seed of conflict in between Tony sure. and Steve. That, that yeah, that's yeah. the only thing, right? Really, that that movie. And you give Hawkeye a family, which I'm still mad about. Even yeah, if even really... though it's done well, I still that's just because Jeremy Renner's good enough to pull it off. But I I still it still it still bugs me. Um, sure. Uh, they 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 fixed it a little bit for me just with in game and and the Ronin thing, that helped oh, yeah. a little bit because that 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 fit it it worked. But anyway, yeah. Um, why yeah. couldn't we see that movie? Why do we have to have a Black Widow prequel solo movie and not have a Hawkeye, uh, five years of him killing everyone as Ronin movie? Ah, oh, that'd be awesome. Yeah, it'd be too dark. Cause people I don't care. That it's scene Disney. is the best part of that, other than, like, the, the iconic stuff in Endgame. Like, that's the best part of the movie. The one shot. Sure. It, like, it's all one shot of coming into Tokyo. And, yeah. you you know, you follow it all through the building. And, again, the Russos are good enough where the camera's always stationed on the ground. It's not, like, flying through the buildings or anything. Like Yeah, it's, it's not. Like, I've seen one shots lately because everybody does them now. And it's, right. like, they, they look, like blurry and you can tell their digital yeah. cuts and stuff i'm like oh stop no, but, but that, that was actually a, a good so one yeah oh good and it's so dark that might be the most violent yeah, you, thing in any marvel movie like mcu i was movie. surprised uh, like since iron man like being captured by terrorists that might even be more, like the yeah, most... even more so the guy guesses like guesses a throat, gets slit. A throat I was like, slit oh it is oh that's my favorite part. Uh, obviously, other than like the, the chill the big stuff, moments, yeah. like that is my favorite part of the movie. It's sure. so awesome. I'm just that's like, awesome. why can't we have more of this? Why can't I have a whole movie like this? Like that's oh, that's great. You could even do it PG-13 and still have it be violent. You can have sure. violent stuff in PG-13. It's like, or do oh, it on man. Netflix, like Daredevil, like yeah, something yeah, yeah. like that. Anyway, I don't know how we got to that, but now uh, now uh, we're talking uh, about having a Hawkeye Ronin movie. Jeez, I don't even know yeah. where we got there. I don't yeah, even remember where long I was. Gone. I was talking about Thor of the Dark World. Yeah, not right. a good movie. It's terrible. Every character yeah. is dumb. That no character develops, including Thor. Um, oh, definitely. It's, yeah, it's it's, uh, it's just it's it's a complete waste of time. Um, I I, yeah. I watched it over like six hours because I kept stopping it to do other. I, I put it on while I was working because I just sit here and fill in information stuff on a computer all day. And so half the time I'm just watching either TV show or something just just off on my phone to the side of my computer. 
And so I was like, oh, what's, you know, what's a random whatever movie I can watch? It's like, oh, I haven't sure. seen Thor literally since it came out, this Thor 2. So let's just, let me put it on there and just watch that again. And so I was half working or working and half paying attention. And I still had to stop it and put something else on because I was like, I'm, I'm so bored. I need something else on. So it took well, me like three different sections to, to get through. Well, it's funny because uh, Patty Jenkins said that originally she was offered to direct it. She's like, now nah, I read the script and it was too dumb. I'm like, well, she's I get smart. That. Uh, she would have probably she made is. it better, but still it's sure um, but even then that yeah that, that script is not I, i'm glad she held off for uh for wonder woman much oh sure much better again like it, it's one of those marvel movies that exists solely to introduce one of the infinity stones that's it yes yes exactly yeah. um anyway uh i rewatched so i rewatched handful things i rewatched iron man and iron man 2 over the weekend because yes. i got them on blu-rays i didn't oh, have them on blu-ray blu-ray? yet i, I had funny. the two disc special edition dvd like in like an iron man helmet case like that i got right after the movie came out back in 2008 so that's what i've had the whole time so i have everything on it so i just never got the blu-ray for it and i have the dvd of iron man 2 and just never thought to get the blu-ray for it and then once i once all that stuff came out of disney completely painting over all their movies oh yeah what is that about uh there's i think there's four mcu movies that were shot with film and it was hulk iron man iron man 2 and thor yeah. And uh, apparently Hulk they haven't touched, but Iron Man, Iron Man 2, and Thor, they've basically painted over the uh, so with dumb. filters the whole movie. And so the original film grain and everything, they, they painted all out and everything to make it look like all the other movies. Ugh. And so once I, once I found that out, I was like, all right, I'm buying the, the old Blu-rays oh, of both idea. those movies immediately. And I got them for like six bucks, you know, yeah, sure. piece, like on eBay. So I got the special blu-rays and it's funny the blu-rays are so like because they're from like 08 and 2010 like they're so old one they have stickers on the front that say like for use in blu-ray player oh my god like when it was brand new like to tell people not to put it in dvd players sure and uh there's two blu-ray discs like a Blu-ray disc and then a special featured Blu-ray disc. Oh, I guess yeah, they I weren't as that. big as they are now. Yeah, they weren't as uh, compact. Again. Um, so it has like a DVD and then two <laughs> Blu-ray discs, the movie and the special features. And I'd never seen the special features for Iron Man 2 because I never had them before. So I literally spent like the whole day on Sunday and watched all the special features. I watched the movie, then I watched the whole movie with commentary because they have commentary from John Favreau, which they don't for Iron Man, which drives me nuts. <laughs> So of all the ones you want commentary for, I want to hear John Favreau's commentary on Iron Man. Yeah, but they don't. They don't have it for some reason. But they did. They did for two. So I watched it all the commentary, which is great. I mean, he's awesome. He is uh, good. It was a really, really. It's just him too. No one else. It's just him, and it's really good commentary. Hmm. And then they have a ton, like an hour and a half documentary on the making of Iron Man Two, which I watched, which was cool too. So. uh Anyway, that that uh, that's how most of my weekend was watching those movies, rewatching sure. those, and watching all the bonus features for Iron Man Two, which was great. Iron Man's still my favorite MCU movie by a long shot. And sure. uh, anyway, fantastic. But uh, the only new movie I watched this week, other than um, Movie Swap, was this 1965 movie Disney movie called That Darn Cat. Yeah. Uh, I'd never heard of it before. I only oh, really. Yeah, someone on Twitter had commented on. One of uh one of our posts, because it's a movie where Frank Gorshin and Roddy McDowell are both see, in it. See, I knew Frank Gorshin was in it. I didn't know Roddy McDowell was in it as well. Yeah, Roddy McDowell is the uh, the the wannabe boyfriend of the older sister. 
Uh, okay. Yeah, I the remember Hunter. Frank Gorsh. Yeah, yeah, because I remember Frank Gorsh being the bad guy mm-hmm. along with the other guy. I can't remember his name. But I've seen yeah. a lot of stuff back in the day. But yeah, I, mean, I for, totally forgot Rodney McDowell was in that too. That's that's funny. Yeah, so normally I hear stuff about movies and you're like, oh, okay, that's interesting. And then you forget about it or whatever. You never go back. And this time I was like, no, okay, that sounds interesting. I'm going to watch it. It's on yeah. Disney+. Plus. I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to go and uh, and try it out. Uh, and it was it was fun. It was fine. It was fine. Um, yeah. It's too long. That That's the biggest problem. It's a two-hour yeah, long definitely. movie and it really should Those be an hour and a half. Be, yeah. There's yeah, at least should. like three scenes, just full scenes they could just not have. And it would... Yeah, yeah. Like the same scene happens like multiple times, times where you didn't yeah. you didn't quite need that much but it's an interesting story and it's done well it's well acted i mean it's i mean it's Haley it's a Haley mills movie and it, Haley mills and dean jones as the two main ones yeah dean jones in every single like 60s live action disney movie um it's much better than the remake i don't even no the remakes don't anyway has there ever been a good like live action disney remake parent no. trap Oh yeah, that's a yeah, good one. I forgot about Parent Trap. Parent Trap's pretty yeah. good. I rewatched that like a couple weeks ago. It still holds up. The original one's good though. I haven't seen that one. Um, but anyway, there, there's anyway. just a lot of good people in that movie. There, there are. Uh, the best part was actually um, Elsa Lanchester and William Demarest as the like elderly couple that's next door. Elsa oh, Lanchester's yeah. like from Mary Poppins, um, oh, of course, and you know several of those. And she's like the ultra Snoopy neighbor yeah. who's always trying to get in the business of uh, like Haley Mills and at their house with everything going on. And William Demers is just the o- over it husband <laughs> of her. Like everything she does annoys the crap. He's like, leave him alone. Like, and he is so funny. Yeah. Every scene with them killed. I watched it with my dad, and we were dying laughing at them. At the end of the movie, she goes over like to the house, and he calls the police on her. <laughs> he calls good. the police and says, "There's a hey, police. I'm here to report a uh, uh, a, a a burglar over in this other house. Yeah, he's dressed like an old woman. Oh my <laughs> gosh, it was so funny. But uh, no, the movie it's too long, and and there's parts that are just don't need to be in there, but. It, there, there's plenty of laughs in it. It was sure. uh, it was funny, and it's just it, it, there's so much talent just in that cast that they're all right. I mean, that's worth watching. All really good. How whoever is the trainer with the cat is oh outstanding. Like that yeah. cat is unbelievable with what they yeah, were they, able to get it to do and, and capture. They don't on do that film. anymore. Yeah, it is really impressive. Be a CGI um, cat now. Yeah, I know. Like all the interactions, it like behaves. So I, I almost think. It, it's it's so good. I, I'm wondering if they changed anything hmm. based on how the cat was reacting. Oh, I wouldn't be surprised. Because right, it's, it fits so well. It was That was the most impressive part, probably. It's just anything with an animal, when it's done really well, is uh, impressive. Especially when it's not a dog. Like, dogs... Sure. Are I dogs are easier than other animals because you can train dogs. Cats right. are not easy to. Yeah, you can't train. Good cats. gosh, I we have two cats and they're. Pff, I can't even imagine. They, yeah, they do whatever they want. Anything. Yeah. So that is uh That's pretty. Yeah, that's pretty good. Anyway, enough enough talking about that movie. It was good. <laughs> I enjoyed it. That's yeah, fine. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but that that's the only new movie that I saw other than Movie Swap. So with that, time to go into talking about Movie Swap this week. Um. I watched. Bjorg vs. McEnroe and Ian watched The Salton Sea. Two very unknown movies. No kidding. So that kind of fits. Um, 
obviously Bjorn versus McEnroe was a um, Swedish-made oh. movie. Yeah. So that's part of the reason why no one knows about it. Um, I remember hearing about it and then just never heard about it again. I don't even know. Was it even released in theaters? It was, but very limited. Okay. Very limited. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah, I was wondering about that. I watched that with my dad. My dad's a huge, huge tennis fan. He's played his whole life. Big tennis fan, especially during this time period when he was growing up. Um, he's a Jimmy Connors fan first, but ended up being a big McEnroe fan. Um, but uh, so my dad had seen this movie before at some oh, really? point, hmm. but it had been like it was probably closer to when it came out. And so anyway, uh, but I watched that again. Ian, the movie is fantastic. Yeah, you liked it? It is absolutely fantastic. It is a great sports movie. Yeah, I didn't think I would because, like, I mean, I like tennis a little bit, but, you know, not too much to watch it often. Sure. And then I don't like too many sports movies, but I remember watching them play. I'm like, this is really good. I, I love sports movies, and um, I'm not a huge tennis person, but sure. this was just – it was done so – it was so different. It was – it was so unique in the uh, the the layout of this movie. Yeah. Because it tells the movie only spans like what three days, I something so, like yeah. that. The three days leading up to Wimbledon, nineteen eighty, and or um, was it eighty? Yeah, eighty. And yeah, 80. um, but but it it constantly flashes back to each of their childhoods, but different periods and not always in order. Yeah, that's why I, I like how it showed like the differences between like how they were raised and stuff, and how they they were brought into the sport, basically. and how like, they were the same person at the beginning. Yeah, that was the other interesting. How Bjorg was just as hot hot headed and crazy as McEnroe was, and then at one point, um, became like the the what monk. Is the name he, of his uh, his trainer, his coach, Stellan Skarsgård. Yeah, it's Stellan Skarsgård, but I don't remember. I don't remember what the character. Oh yeah, name I can't. Uh, oh yeah, it's a uh, like bird. Berglin, Berglin. Anyway, um, sure. like showing him basically take him, you know, start to see see him, start to train him, and then at, at one point before his first like major major match, basically says if you show, I, if if you show any emotion again, you'll I'll never have you play again. Basically, you yeah. can't show any emotion whatsoever. And then that's of course what he became. Bjorg's just the you know the machine was just the tennis machine disappointed yeah no no motion or anything just playing like against a brick wall yeah and just you know strong as a freaking ox and just vicious vicious tennis player one of the best of all time sure um and then macro the crazy younger hothead <laughs> who's just the dude McEnroe, me and my dad were talking about this it was like he's like rick flair you know he's like a great wrestling yeah. heel where it's like Oh man, you're such a you're such a dick, but it's so entertaining. It is, and something it, about it. It's I think it's just the real the realness about it. I think that's what's so attractive from that's someone like so awful. Like you yeah. know you're you know you're gonna hate him at the time. You know, oh, yeah. like you hate him at the time. You know you're gonna boo him at the time. But then looking back at it, you're just there, there's a there's a realism that I think is just respected. Even oh, though yeah. maybe the behavior it definitely isn't respected, something about the passion and the realness, it, there there's an entertainment factor there for oh, yeah. sure. I mean, Michael Jordan punched Steve Kerr in the face, <laughs> but we love him. Oh yeah, yeah, it's uh, yeah. So that was great, and then obviously, obviously the main thing is just the two guys. I don't even know how to pronounce 
the dude's name is it Se- like Sever Sever Severer? Yeah, yeah, the guy who plays Vor. Severer Gerd Gerdnason Gerdnason. I can't. I don't speak Swedish. Um, sure. He is outstanding. Outstanding. He's really good. I mean, he he him. looks just like him. He does. He uh, the 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 personality is fantastic. The posture, the facial expressions, it's absolutely phenomenal portrayal of Bjorn Bro- uh, Bjornborg. And then Shia LaBeouf is an interesting choice to play John Macro because he doesn't look anything like him at all. No, no. But but obviously with the with the hair and stuff like that, they're able to, you know, it's a movie, so they're able to do that uh, enough. But you talk about perfect casting as far as personality goes. Exactly, Outstanding yeah. person yeah. to play John McEnroe. Totally. Just, it just encaptures the essence of that character to the nth degree. I mean, because Shia LaBeouf's already known like for that. that. Like, he, he yeah. has that crazed passion just right. as part of his personality anyway. Which but he is, is a com- good actor, too. Yeah. But he's a, yeah, and he's a phenomenal actor. So the way he's able to channel that right into, the, into McEnroe is so perfect. <laughs> so believable and so entertaining. Oh yeah. And it it was it was so much fun to watch. I had to rewind and watch several scenes of his now, scenes. Now I want to go back and rewatch it, yeah. It is so great. And then obviously as a sports movie, just the story is fantastic. Bjorn Borg right. going for its fifth straight Wimbledon, which had never been done before. He was the youngest person basically to win any of the Grand Slam titles, any of the, the championships. Like youngest French Open, youngest uh, all of that, youngest Wimbledon winner, and then had won four in a row. No one had ever won five, and so he's, so he's pressure. he's sitting there on top with five years of pressure just built up on on an already fragile psyche yeah. of this guy who's just hanging on, dealing with everything, just bottling all his emotions, just yep. all all this stuff. He's already crazy, crazy superstitious, um, which obviously comes from all the built up pressure and everything, just. You know, with the 50 rackets that he's walking on to make the tension right and organizing them by the different tensions and all that stuff. The same hotel, same car, all, all, all that crazy stuff. Then you have McEnroe, the younger hotshot, who's the most talented player in the world, but has had some setbacks because of his uh, per- personality outbursts and, and right. lack of control and decorum. Um. But clearly, like the most talented player versus talent, just yeah. the best player, and it's just a perfect story for that. Per- yeah. You know, it's perfect sports story build up, and then you have, you know, what what was the greatest tennis match of all time till maybe the Federer Nadal one from a few years yeah. ago, which went for like forty eight hours or whatever it was. Yeah, um, that one now you can argue. Uh, maybe is the best one, but even still, this could easily sure. be argued as the best tennis match of all time. Oh yeah, definitely with the best set in the history of the sport. Yeah, um, with, like that, the, with, the that, that, with that with uh, that that was it third set no fourth fourth set that that fourth set, um, which went on for like two and a half hours, and they literally <laughs> had seven match point. Bjork had seven match points, seven <laughs> in one set. And couldn't put it away. Couldn't put McEnroe yeah, no. away. They go to a tiebreaker, which normally it's a first one to seven, win by two. And it went to what? What was it? 18 or 19? I don't remember. I think it was like, I think, I think it ended up being like 1917 um, <laughs> with McEnroe then winning. 
it's just it's phenomenal one yeah of, they, i remember that the most is like just that back and forth between the final showdown and how well they capture it yeah they do a great job because they basically show it pretty much in its entirety with much. you know cutting it's, in between the, the points but that's a big chunk of the movie oh yeah it is and they do it reminded me of kind of like uh bohemian rhapsody how they just keep the whole back fourth of the movie for the live aid concert Okay. Kind of reminded me of that, where the whole sure. end of this movie is just just that match. Yeah, it's all leading up to that. It and does not disappoint. No, and and they they're able to cut it. Obviously, it's a movie, so they're able to cut it to where it's a little bit more fast paced, and you know, as far as just sitting there watching a tennis match. Yeah, it's um, like the highlight reel. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And yeah, both guys just in capture. The, they they even in capture the physical play of, yeah. the, of both both guys. It is. Uh, it, it was it was great. I I really really enjoyed enjoyed watching this movie. Really nice. really solid. Very underrated. Very underrated. More people need to see it. It, it, it just just for Shia LaBeouf's performance alone, it's worth oh, yeah. worth watching the movie. But uh, a really good it, ending. I like the yeah. little um, ending with with them at the airport, or whatever at the end. Yeah yeah, and then of course at the end they end up being really Your really friend. good friends. Yeah for yeah. yeah. Uh, so um, yeah, it, it's a very underrated movie. More more people need to see it. Definitely check out Bjorg vs. McEnroe for sure. Nice. Uh, a little bit with info on this movie came out in 2017. It had let's see, when... it had a budget of uh, I don't know. It had <laughs> it's in Euros? Swedish it's in Swedish yeah. dollars. Um, hang on, I'm gonna I'll look this up. <laughs> You're gonna convert? Yeah, I need to convert. Uh. Let's see. Do they use uh, or Okay, it's it was it's about a sixteen and a half million dollar movie. Okay. Just just about it's one hundred and sixty five thousand Swedish kronas. Krona, whatever okay, that yeah. is. Um, yeah. But yeah, about a sixteen million dollar movie, and it made like uh, less than three and a half million dollars. So. Oh man. Yeah, it didn't didn't really do much, uh, worldwide, which is disappointing because it is really it is. it's really good i know <laughs> uh it's got a 6.9 on imdb it's got a 3.3 on letterboxd and then on Rotten tomatoes an 84 percent critic rating and a 75 percent audience score okay. so i mean for the most part pretty good pretty good reviews for uh i think i think also it might be like people are just turned off by shia labeouf maybe they're like oh they can't take him seriously it's like no do i i've I, I haven't seen Shia LaBeouf. Any of his movies, I any movies with him that I've actually like cared about or watched, I, I don't I, I don't think I've ever seen him not be great. No. I mean, again, like I, I, I could not care less about him in real life, but sure. no, in, in movies, he's, he's always good. In real life, he's hilarious, actually. Sure. I mean, unintentionally, yeah. Uh, no, 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 no. Like, now uh, now he's better, I think. A oh, little okay. Bit better. Like, okay, do you watch Hot Ones? Uh, no. The YouTube show where they have the stars. Oh, eat, yeah, uh, yeah, wings. yeah, the, the wings, yeah. Yeah, well, I would highly recommend watching Shia LaBeouf's because it is hilarious. Okay. He's so funny on that. And I, That's I, good. I thought it was a really good look, and, um, and yeah, I liked yeah. that a lot. But anyway, um, yeah, but so, a really, really good movie. More people need to see it. Bjork vs. McEnroe. All right, moving on. Uh, Ian watched an equally unknown movie. Very unknown. Uh, Val Kilmer led movie The Salton Sea, which I'm sure not a single person has ever heard of except for me. And so I'm I'm uh 
this is by far the strangest movie I've given Ian to watch, and so I'm curious to hear what his thoughts his thoughts are on this very random movie. It is. I was surprised to see you um, suggest this because like, as I'm watching it, I'm like, other than Val Kilmer, why would Mark ever watch or like this movie? Because it does not seem. Yeah, it does not seem like <laughs> I a wouldn't. typical. I, I've <laughs> seen most Val Kilmer uh, leading role movies, and this this is just one of them. So I've I've watched all of them pretty much. So yeah, I mean, I, and I get that, and that was the best part of this movie was seeing Val Kilmer pretty much as close to his prime as possible in like. Eh, a little bit after. This is 2002. A little bit after. But again, like compared to like, you know, recently or like, you know, like Deja Vu where he had like that fat stage, you know, it's like. Okay, uh, to be fair, the fat stage was because of Alexander. Like, oh, sure. People keep saying like that is a big I forget deal. About and they're that, like, yeah. oh, Val- Gilmore got fat. It's like, yeah, because he, he got fat to play Alexander. Yeah, I forgot about that. Or his uh, his his father, Philip or whatever. But um. yeah, yeah, exactly. But no, yeah, yeah. So it's just great to see like actual like. Mm hmm good you know leading man val kilmer not like you know washed up or whatever sure, um, sure, yeah, yeah but uh but no it, this movie's weird because it's two movies that are conflicting with each other yep um one is the movie that i love it's the noir driven gritty kind of crime revenge movie mm-hmm. and then but then randomly it'll turn into train spotting and yeah. like that is what gets me it's like i i really i love the heart of this movie i love the whole plot with him and like becoming this this you know grungy junkie to get revenge on the dirty cops like method. i didn't see that he literally becomes a method tweaker yeah he turns into like freaking russ cole from true detective is awesome yep for real uh, yeah but then like but yeah then you'll have like the random scenes where uh they're in the bar and the one guy is talking about the heist he wants to pull off and like like this is train spotting like this is so random it's like mm-hmm. so like the tone is the biggest thing that that keeps me from really loving this film and the tone and directing um yeah it's very it's, all over the place yeah and like i looked at the director and the other films he's done and it's like he did like the triple x sequel and like eagle eye like random movies i was like yeah. okay but um this is like one of the few movies where i think this would actually benefit from a remake granted i don't know who you would get to upstage val kilmer yeah but like to me this is a perfect movie to remake because there's good stuff in it but it's not a great movie where you actually could make it a really good movie if you again kind of like made the tone a little bit more focused and consistent and um and just really like really flushed out the whole like conspiracy with his wife and how she was killed and then his whole plan to you know infiltrate and and get back at her but um i mean but no I well mean, the coolest Val part of this Kilmer's movie great, is there's um, no conspiracy like right yeah, I mean, yeah there, there's I no mean, conspiracy like, uh, it's all just it was just random you know it was just random ch- chance ba- yeah. basically which is always the best I think beginning to a revenge movie. Uh, oh yeah, yeah I, I enjoy be. that. I yeah, enjoy that but aspect. um, yeah, I mean Val Kilmer is great. Uh, uh, Vincent D'Onofrio was a little cartoonish. I was kind of. <laughs> I I loved Vincent D'Onofrio in this movie. <laughs> it was so much fun. Oh uh, yeah, I mean, my he gosh, was fun. he's being yeah. he's like a Batman villain. It's great. Yeah, uh, like I, he like the whole like nose missing. I'm like he's yep. like a. He's like a redneck Bond villain in some way. Like, yes, it's weird. But I loved inserting a character like that in a movie like this. Oh, I do too. I always love a good, like, interesting kind of weird-ass villain like that. So that, that was fun. But yeah, he was just very... It was just like his accent was going in and out. And it was like, <laughs> like what, what is this? But, uh... <laughs> yep. But no, and then, like, of course, it's the two cops. And, like, one of the cops is, like... I swear, like, both of those actors are always playing, like, bad guys and yeah. stuff. And so... You kind of knew something was up, but I, I never would have guessed like, they were the ones who killed his 
his wife or whatever. But, um, but, um, but no, it was, was, it's definitely interesting. Uh, it's very early two thousands. Um, sure. But, uh, but yeah, no, it's just, it's, it's so sad just watching how good Val Kilmer is. And just, and also like just thinking about you have film noir, which I love, you know, I love the narrating and stuff, but then you, you top that off with Val Kilmer's voice of all people. And it's like, that's that's gold right there. It's mm-hmm. like, it's just a shame we'll, we'll never get that again. Which is again, it's like I would love to see this remade and like actually like done a little bit more style, like you know, better or whatever directing wise. But like, yeah, who do you get to, who do you get to beat the Val Kilmer? Yeah, yeah. No, I mean that's the whole reason for this movie is just the the acting performances for the most part. Um, I I, I I'm with you. I I think the story is actually really interesting and yeah. and is written really well like stuff flows really well it makes sense like the crate of uh, the big reveals all oh, yeah, make yeah. sense and feel developed and earned um which which is interesting because it's it's hard to do because so many things are have been done at this point it's hard to make something feel unique i guess yeah yeah no totally or and, like you you it would go too over the top or like right. it'd be too predictable yeah it's, it's it's tough but this makes sense and it's different it's it literally just a random sh- you know sh- robbery shooting that ended up killing you know killing his wife um and then you just have a guy just bet you know set on getting revenge himself and he even says one of the one of the cops is like why why didn't you go to the let the police he's like because i wanted to kill him yeah and that's the cool thing is like it and it doesn't turn out that he's some like trained no. cia killer it's like he's i, I like stories like it's kind of as we another movie called blue ruin where it's a revenge story but basically the hero is like you're like your total schlub and so it's like it's your typical revenge movie where a guy is trying to go and kill a bunch of people but he's just like an incompetent buffoon, like any normal Joe you would see. So like, it's kind of cool to see him. Whereas like, when a guy doesn't have all these like deadly skills, how he would get revenge is by doing what he does in the movie, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah ex- so that- exactly. And uh, so it, it's just it's cool the threads and everything. How he was able to piece anything together, but then it takes this long to actually know for. And he even says like, I, I was pretty sure I had the guy like right away, but. I had to have, you know, I had to be sure and all that. Like, it just, all that stuff makes sense. Um, and and uh, just just watching Val Kilmer perform in any way is my favorite thing in the world. I and, totally get uh, it, man. It's just, I mean, there's multiple instances of him taking a somewhat just mediocre movie and elevating it to a level of, of good to, to really good. Oh, God. Um, and this is, this is just another one of those. There, there's a handful handful of very underrated Val Kilmer movies this one Spartan Thunderheart um that are just angels. that are just kind of okay movies not not anything special but then right. his leading performance elevates him to like okay no this is a good movie and sure. then, to me this is this is a, a great example of one of those I told you yeah I mean if he wasn't in it this would be like mm-hmm. something we even bother with yeah I'd just be like meh be very <laughs> very forgettable um and then the whole whole thing of him starting to even f- forget who he actually is yeah, that was cool. b- because he embeds himself in this other character for so long, you know, it, it's sure. over a year uh, um, that, that he's been doing this and it, it straight up meth head, cocaine, everything like literally does all of these drugs consistently to be in this world that mixed with being another character and everything. He constantly has to remind himself. So that's why 
almost, I don't know how often, if they establish how often, if it's every night or every week or something, he always has to dress up and play the trumpet again. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, again, I'm not sure if it's every night or just. I every, can't tell. It can't be every night because half the time you're they're he's, they're, yeah, they're high for the whole time the for multi yeah, but it's probably at least once a week or whatever he has to basically transform himself into his who he was just to keep that part of him alive, yeah. which which I thought was really well done too. The ending oh, yeah. I didn't really like. I thought that was kind of forced. It comes out of nowhere with the girl and yeah, that, thing, that was the only like, that was the eh, only subplot I didn't think was that didn't out need very to be well. there. That didn't yeah, that, need to be that, there. That, yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah. So Sultan Sea came out two thousand and two. Um, let's see if this even had any money in it at all. Eighteen million dollar budget. Wow. Wow. Just for all the actors, I guess. Guess how much money it made. Oh boy. Could not be a lot. Just guess. Less than a million? Uh, just over a million. Oh, wow. Just over a million. At uh, least you can say that. Yeah, so it made no money, Um, sure. which is not really a surprise because this no. is just one of those movies it's like... Did it even get a theatrical release? I, to, I don't know. I don't, I don't think know. it did, probably. This, says, this just says um, under uh, total uh, gross, it's... Uh, I don't think it got a release because it says opening weekend one hundred and sixty million or one hundred and sixty thousand dollars. So it this yeah, was just an art art house release. Um, but anyway, has a seven point one on IMDb. It's got a three point two on Letterboxd, and then it's got a sixty four percent rating, a uh, critic rating on Rotten Tomatoes, and an eighty two percent audience score. Now, if you wow. told me that a movie like this was going to have a higher audience score than a, uh, uh, oh gosh, critic critic score, I would not have believed yeah. you. Just, this know. just seems like one of those movies where critics are going to like certain things more than just the average moviegoer. So yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. But anyway, that's a, that's the uh, that's the Sultan Sea. All right, so now it's time to pick our movies for next week, Ian. So, uh, Ian, do you know what you want me to watch? Uh, well, I'm going to have you choose between two. Oh, okay. I'm going to have you choose between uh, two also. Okay, and I'll let you choose between the years, either 1997 or 1987. Oh, 97 or 87. Very, very different um, at time periods. We're Very different directors. Uh, you know what? We're going to go uh, more recent. Let's go 97. Okay. Well, watching uh, Salt and Sea, there were a bunch of actors from both of these choices. And uh, and so I'm going to have you watch a movie by David Fincher. Very early David Fincher. Uh, I'm going to have you watch The Game with Michael Douglas. Oh, my gosh. I can hear my friend Thomas screaming for joy. What, does your friend love this movie? He has been trying to get me to watch this movie for at least a year. And <laughs> I have purposely not done it just because I think it's funny with how hard he's trying oh. to get me to watch this movie. Yeah, don't, don't even tell him he saw it. Just <laughs> keep making him. <laughs> I might do that. That is pretty funny, actually. Well, I, I only saw this movie uh, not too long ago as well. But, like, I'd always heard, like, the twist is really good. And, you know, I love David Fincher. So I don't know why I just never got around to it. But it's, it's very... I'm not going to say anything about it. It's, sure, sure. I think it's a good movie, but uh, it's one of those movies where up until like the last five minutes, you're still going to be asking yourself what the hell is going on. But um, okay. but it's actually done very well. But, All yeah. right. Ch- challenge accepted. 
I'd be curious to see your thoughts. I'm yeah. pretty. I'm pretty good with figuring out movies. So you are. So I'll be curious. Yeah. I am. Uh, I'm. I, yeah. I'm. I'm curious for that. Okay. So cool. All right, Ian. You are gonna have to pick between two animated movies. Oh. Okay. And again, I one I feel like you've seen before, but for awesome. some reason I have it on this list. So you might you maybe you just hadn't have put it in your thing. Um. But we'll we'll find out soon enough. But uh, okay, two D animation or three D animation, both are re- fairly ah. recent movies. Uh, I'll go with two D. All right. Have you seen the two thousand and eleven Winnie the Pooh? I haven't. How? Oh my gosh. Okay, it's been on my movie swap list for you, but somehow in the back of my mind, I was like, "There's no way he hasn't seen this movie." I don't think I have. Okay. At least. Perfect. Yeah. You are watching the Winnie the Pooh movie from 2011, which is one of my all-time favorite animated movies. Oh, I know. It is. It might be my favorite Winnie the Pooh movie, even over the original movie. It is fantastic. It is so okay. funny. Um, obviously, I'm a huge fan of Winnie the Pooh. I I think it is one of the biggest kids' properties that really, really holds up, even as oh, an yeah. adult. Like I it is still hilarious. It somehow is able to capture humor for kids that translates to adults, but yeah, it's some, hard. So, and and a lot of it's the same. Not you know a lot of times like Pixar does a good job of putting in stuff that's funny for kids and then different stuff that's funny for adults. A lot of the Winnie Pooh stuff is the same stuff is funny for both, um, but there definitely are stuff that's a little bit funnier for. Adults, but usually it's just because the joke's a little bit more complex. It's not like, oh, adult, hidden adult humor or anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's literally just it's a more complex, like, reaction a character has. That's just not funny to a kid and is funnier to a, to an adult. But anyway, th- this movie, I I love this movie. I, I, I vividly remember seeing this in the theater in 2011. I was in, yeah, I was in high school. And me and two of my friends who the same age went to see this movie I don't remember why we didn't have school or something this day. And it was like noon. We went to see this on a weekday and it was, we, every single person in the theater was either over the age of 30 or under the age of 10. Sure. Every single person. And then us (laughs) and we're sitting there dying, laughing at everything that nobody else is laughing at. And Uh, the parents were very annoyed that we were there, which was uh, which was funny. But I don't care because it was very, it was, wow. it was, uh, it was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed this movie. So many, so many rewatchable scenes that are just all time great comedy scenes. Oh man, I'm so excited you haven't seen this movie because this is. Uh, what, what was the other great. choice? Uh, the other one was Despicable Me, which I'm going to get you to watch at some point too. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm glad I picked Wayne the Pooh. I'm telling you, you are. You'll, I know. You'll I'll find out. You'll it. find out. Look, again, I'm not. A f- I agree with you and all the reasons why you're hesitant. Like I totally get it, and I agree. But this one is good. Despicable Me is a good movie. It's very funny. Um, but right. anyway, that's you're watching. Watching uh, Winnie the Pooh, Craig Ferguson doing the voice right. of Owl. Nice as well, which is fantastic. I do like Craig Ferguson. And obviously, yeah. Jim Cummings as Winnie the Pooh and Tigger is just of course the best and uh, very good movie. All right. All right. So that's what we're watching. Ian's watching Winnie the Pooh, and I am watching um, the game. So perfect. Very different. 
Yeah, very, very different movies. <laughs> All right, now time to talk about Batman the Animated Series. We got three episodes to talk about today. It is going to be Night of the Ninja, um, Cat Scratch Fever, and The Strange Secret of Bruce Wayne. We're going to start with um, the first one, Night of the Ninja. So... This is a uh, this is an interesting episode. A lot happens in this episode. This is a, yes, like there, there's a lot of different things that you that you see in this episode. Obviously, this is one of the first times we get to see young Bruce Wayne. Yeah, like Bruce like Wayne training. training. You know, yeah. a little bit of backstory of where he trained, the type of stuff he was training in, and some of the people that he was training with. Sure. Um, we also get to see a whole other subplot with him and Robin that's happening at the same time, which is not developed enough, in my opinion, but it's still it's still done pretty well. Um, but it's also kind of a weird episode because it's this ninja guy character who no yeah. who you don't know who it is, <laughs> and is not like a traditional Batman villain. No. So that's a little odd. Um, but I just like the fact that you get to see, tra- you know, backstory of Bruce Wayne training in this episode. Cause I'm, I always love that aspect. Oh, I do too. And I think they do. I think they do a good job with it. Yeah, of course. I mean, I don't, I don't know how this show could get that wrong. I mean, they get everything right, else right, right, right about Batman, but, um, yeah, I like that. And then the other thing I really like about this episode is again, the extra efforts, these old school like good superhero properties go to to keep his identity secret. Yes, like yes. the best part I'm sure we'll get to is the end with a uh, summer Gleason. But, uh, but the other part I do like is there's a little nod to a diehard in this. Episode. Uh-huh, yep, yep, you, yep. You know what I'm talking about? Yes, yeah. yes, I do. Yes, I do. <laughs> That's a great line. <laughs> yeah, that is a, uh, they, they pull the Hans Gruber diehard, yeah. diehard line in there near the end with, uh, the, uh, the bad guy, which is Keo Daiken. Um, oh, yeah, yes. who trains with who was a student at the same dojo as Bruce Wayne was who Bruce Wayne outed as a thief and then he got kicked out so now he blames Bruce Wayne and is trying to take him down and that that's the plot of the movie he's going that's it. breaking into all of Wayne Enterprises and stealing all the money and the codes and everything he's basically just trying to take Bruce Wayne's money that's it yeah, um, simple yeah very very simple and again it's the perfect plot device for all the character stuff sure um but, uh, yeah, so at the end, Summer Gleason has been kidnapped by Bruce Wayne, and Kiyodai is explaining the stuff of, you know, pretty soon I have all I have all your bank codes, and I'm going to have all your money into all my accounts, and then Summer just like, so wait, all this is just for money? Just, just a common thief? And, of course, he's like, I am not a common thief, I am an exceptional thief, and you're just like, yeah. yes! <laughs> he says it. He says a little bit different, but yeah, that's what Hans Gruber says in uh, Die Hard. That's like one of my it, dad's favorite lines. Is, it's I'm an exceptional thief, like, yep. but it's perfect. <laughs> it is fantastic. Yeah, that that's a that's a great moment. That's a great moment there at the end. Um, some other uh, some other interesting things. Um, <sighs> Batman almost gets decapitated. Oh, I know. <laughs> like he's gonna decapitate him until Robin comes in and saves him. Like yeah. he has the sword like raised over his head. Yeah, like, like good like, grief. I'm, it was surprising how many times Batman got knocked out with gas in this episode. You think he would have like a? I mean, it makes sense when he's in the limo or whatever. But sure. 
But like, yeah, when he's like on the rooftop, it's like Batman. Like, you should be used to gas. Like, you you fight a scarecrow. It's like, yeah. So that was a little surprising. But yeah, like Robin totally saves his ass. Yeah, several times. Um, several times. That, yeah. Again, that's the whole thread with this is Robin's kind of a little little fed up with Batman, which is oh, it's so funny. Um, because so it starts off like with him, him and Batman, uh, him sparring. and Bruce sparring, and you know Bruce. Bruce is able to take him, take him over and something like that. And, and he ends up saying, you know, he's just like, Oh, you, you can do better than this. And he just like, well, sorry, some of us aren't perfect. Yeah. That was pretty good. And then there's another line when Alfred comes in and talks about Wayne, something getting taken. And he's like, Oh, that's the, that's the fourth one that's happened this week. And Batman's like the fifth. And (laughs) Robin just makes a face at him as he turns around. Because that would be annoying. Like you, you're freaking, you're the guy you have to fall in the footsteps of is freaking Bruce Wayne, and he's like perfect at everything. I love like that, that would totally so annoying. much. That's so great. It's it it's is, such yeah. a great character moment with both of them, and, and it fits with yeah. the kid show because it's funny. Because he literally totally. just makes a face at him <laughs> as he just corrects him again right after him, already annoyed with with his expectations of everything it's just it's so well done and there's several of those throughout this episode after he saves him on the rooftop the first time oh yeah he's he just walks past and just walk just doesn't even acknowledge robin <laughs> so robin's so annoyed he just monologues a thank you to himself you okay i'm fine come on there's nothing more to do here Thanks for saving my bacon, Robin. Hey, no problemo, Batman. I love it. I love yeah, of all course, the Robin yeah, work in Batman this episode. I love the Robin stuff in this Oh, yeah, episode. that stuff's really good. And then, and then it pays off with him saving him again at the end. And then Batman finally almost acknowledges him, which is a great also moment where he's like, yeah, it would have been very difficult for me to defeat him if if uh, you hadn't covered you know, Summer with the... The, the whatever, whatever it was so that she couldn't see you know bruce wayne fight fight him and then he's like he even stops and goes it nearly would be impossible like which is the closest <laughs> he's gonna get from basically saying exactly. save my life and yeah. uh so that that's a good pay payoff to the whole build up with that in this episode which is done really well but yeah the, the best part of the episode is when yeah he um bruce and summer are held captive by the ninja i forget his name already but it's um, uh Kiyodai. Kiyodai. Um, and then Bruce gets loose and like, you know, Kiyodai comes back and so they start fighting, but Summer's right there seeing him and yep. like Bruce knows that he can't be showing off how, how good he is at fighting. So he literally lets Kiyodai just beat the crap out of yep. him. And then like, he's looking for a solution. He's like, I gotta do something or he's going to kill me. And then of course, Robin comes in with a save and like cuts the tarp and it oh, falls such over. A great moment. It is. Cause like, as soon as the tarp goes over, Summer, like Batman, you tell it just has that switch, and then he finally is able to fight him. Well, the it's voice like, changes can, too. The voice changes too, yeah. And then, like again, it's just like the little details about like when you add the 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 secret identity, you like you you're able to create more stakes and more yes. tension, and and like it's just it makes such a difference. And again, like seeing little stuff like actually pay attention to that, like the the Adam West um episodes, like you know where. Uh, like Robin was about to say Aunt Harriet when they're out in public. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, I mean, that woman Harriet, whatever. Like, <laughs> it's like little stuff like that. It's like, ah, oh, yes. Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk about that coming up later, too, with secret identities. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, speaking of that same type thing, it's not quite the identity thing, but just 
I loved how um, after the first meeting with Kyodai, after Robin helps him on the rooftop, and then they're driving back, and Batman's like explaining who this guy is. He is referring to Bruce Wayne in the third person. Oh yeah, the whole time. Oh, that's a nice little detail. Yeah, he's like, yeah, you know, Bruce and Kyodai used to train together. Like in the, the like he refers to Bruce as a different person. Yeah, like he's not Bruce Wayne anymore. Right. Well, yeah, yeah right. Which is the whole point because he's not. Right. It's, it, yeah, it's a perfect little detail. Yeah. So I, I thought that was really, I thought that was a really, really cool moment, a uh, very subtle uh, moment there, where, yeah. um, which was pretty cool. Uh, it'd be cool if, if like, you go ahead. It'd be cool if like Conroy came up with that and like caught yeah. that in the script. I don't know. The, the writers but, are smart but, enough to. Yeah, they are, yeah, like, but, like, yeah, just thinking, because, yeah, they know enough about Batman, clearly. That would be cool, though. Um, The only other thing, was the music kind of corny to you? Like, the the wood pipes of, like, the the Japanese? No, not that, like, the fight, during all the fights. I thought it was, Uh, I don't remember. It was like, I mean, maybe. Oh, yeah, a little. I'm not a big fan of, Yeah. not a big fan of that little, 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 little corny, corny, corny epic music there. Yeah, not the, not the usual. Yeah. Again, it's so the music's so perfect in like yeah, every usually. episode that you the only it. time you really notice it is when it's a little off. Different. Because yeah. it's just, I mean, Shirley Walker's music and whoever the other composer, like it's done so well just on a episode by episode basis and and fits so well to where you don't even notice most of the time. Right. That then when when you do notice it, it it sticks out. Sure. Um, which is which is kind of funny, but yeah, no, a, a good episode for kind of a uh, uh, very basic plot. Yeah, for a very basic supervillain less episode, it's it's done really well. Oh, so, solid. Yeah, cool. and and they they add a lot of character moments in it, which they do. Really, yeah, which is like really bolster this episode. Yeah, it's like if you're gonna have like a, a less than remarkable plot or villain, it's like then you need to focus on the characters, and that's what this does. Yep. So fortunately, the next one, not the same example. No, no. Um, yeah. So no, this, this is, this is a very strong episode. Uh, de- definitely a better than average episode for sure. Yeah. Um, with a lot of really good moments in it at the same time. Yeah. Uh, it aired on the 26th of October, 1992. And it has a 7.8 rating on IMDb. A little bit of trivia with this uh, obviously this is talking about the other subplot with bruce's relationship with dick um and how just kyodai returning creates more of a disconnect between uh bruce and dick and then that that kind of getting resolved at least somewhat by the end which is which is nice um let's see Okay, yeah, this is, there's only two episodes that show young Bruce training to be Batman. Hmm. And the only other one is the Zatanna episode. Oh, wow. So apparently those are the only ones Wow. where uh, they really show that, which is hmm. pretty interesting. I respect it, yeah. Um, obviously, they mentioned Die Hard in, uh, yeah, of course. in, uh, in here because... You got there's, it. A, there's a lot of, lot of, lot of that in there. 
Um, what, the, oh yeah, I forgot about the other good moment when Alfred is talking with Dick about um, like Bruce never admitting he's afraid or anything. That's a oh, great yeah. moment. Bruce walks in. That's a good yeah. moment. Like just no, uh, even before that, just that dialogue between Alfred and 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 Dick is fantastic. Oh sure. Um, just about Bruce and kind of his psyche behind everything. And yeah, then, how he's uh, still really not healthy, like mentally. All right, and then and then they kind of look up, and Bruce is like it, it, there, and <laughs> just totally no sells it, and then says something else and leaves, and then Dick's just like, "Do you think he think he hurt us?" And Alfred's just like, "Who can tell?" <laughs> <laughs> so that that's a pretty good moment. I forgot about that, but uh, that was good. Yeah, good episode. Good episode. Yeah. Um, obviously this is a first part because this will come back later with a follow up, um, a little bit later on with Day of the Samurai. And uh, which which uh, basically picks up pretty soon after this one, so that that is coming up. Yeah, because uh, escapes at the end. Yeah, right. Yeah, it ends with him having escaped. So now we go to Cat Scratch Fever. We got a Catwoman episode. Um, this is this is not a very good episode. It's uh, no. I mean, look, I, this is my favorite depiction of Catwoman, as I've said sure, before. But sure. this this episode is 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 very unremarkable it's it's what like we said it's a very unremarkable plot yeah but then it doesn't really focus on any of the character relationships a bit i mean it's kind of cool to see like how it starts off with her in court and like sure, it actually sure. shows her, her having to deal with the consequences of her actions where it's like you know not every person who wears a suit and stuff like that is going to be able to have the luck that batman has but right uh so that's cool but then like yeah the whole like trying dag it trying to affect straight animals with some virus like so that then he can get paid for the vaccine or the the antidote it's like yeah okay, yeah okay, that's, that's, that's a little far-fetched even for daggett but um but yeah so that's that's not great and then like really the, the climax is batman running away from a dog that's the other thing i just don't understand it's like <laughs> we've seen batman later on in this series we'll see him take out a panther um yeah and or, just... or freaking sharks Right, he rode a shark <laughs> last week or the last ones, uh, this, the laughing this, fish. This dog is like the T one thousand. It like, is. Just will not go away. Just can't can't do anything with this dog. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was I was watching it earlier today, and I was just like, that just seems weird watching him run away from the dog. Like, like I know he gets rid of his cape, but it's like, sure. dude, you still got your everything on your belt. It's like you don't have yeah. anything. Yeah. Yeah, it yeah, it seems yeah, I agree. I agree. It's it's a little it's a little weird. Um Yeah, there's not much more to this this episode to be perfectly honest. Uh Catwoman is looking for a cat runs into the goons who are capturing strays, doesn't want them to capture strays. And then so decides to follow them later and then gets bit by her cat who she finds who's been drugged already and so now she's drugged and Batman has to put her in this hideout she has that's right next to this place, which is yeah, very convenient. Weird. And yeah. then she just doesn't do anything the rest of the episode. She's just trying not to die. So yeah, you even lose that aspect the, of the episode. Yeah, then he has to get the cure, but as, as we said, it's really not that exciting because yeah. he's just running from a dog the whole time. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it, yeah, nothing really happens. It's it's just well, not that great. Sadly. Which is disappointing. Um, it is. Especially for a Catwoman episode. Um, I know. Because this is only the second time we've seen her. The only other time was in the cats or the, um, the Red Claw, Cat Claw. episodes. Yeah. Um, I do kind of like how this picks up where that one kind of 
left off where she's it's literally her court hearing and they're like well you know you've all this grand theft you could easily be put away for you know multiple decades but because she helped save yeah because she helped save the city she's being let off easy um that that, that, that's a good moment that's probably the best moment of the whole episode just seeing that process is cool because you never see that uh, ever with villains right um so i saw i thought that was that was pretty good Um, but yeah there's there's not not much else um i mean we get daggett again but you know it's kind of they really don't do much with Daggett as far as the crime bosses. They do a lot more with Rupert Thorne as far as interesting stories than they do with Daggett. Yeah, lately we've been having a little bit more Daggett, but yeah, it's still mostly Thorne. Yeah, um, yeah, that that that's really it. There's not much else to say about this episode. <laughs> really just... I, again, I love Catwoman, but this is this is not like this is not almost got him. But no, 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 no. Um, but again, every episode. The uh, the other interesting thing, this is actually this is the second episode or whatever with with Catwoman, and it's another time when she's help trying to help save Gotham from a plague of some kind. Oh, fair which enough. Which is interesting because that obviously happened in the Cat and the Claw episodes. That's the whole point. So that's that's uh, interesting. Um, apparently, like the name of this episode is called Sca- uh, Cat Scratch Fever, and that's a real disease. Oh yeah, actually, that um usually infects children after being scratched by cats. So that's in, an interesting way to title it there. Yeah, um, and they, of course they have the famous song. Uh, mm-hmm. Forget who by, but yeah, no, it's it's a real thing. Yeah, uh, that's that's pretty much it. There's yeah, that, yeah. that's that's all I can really say about this. Um, this is one. This is one of the few episodes from the animated series that you can just skip and be fine. Yeah, yeah, for the most part, not great. Um, this episode aired on November 5th, 1992, has a 7.4 rating on IMDb. All right, so now moving on to the best episode of these three, for sure, by a sure. long stretch, is uh, The Strange Secret of Bruce Wayne, which is a really strong episode. Um, yeah, this is The yeah. one and only appearance of Hugo Strange, which is pretty say, interesting. It's, it's definitely the first one, but I can't remember if no, it was it's, the only one. Uh, apparently, his only other appearance is in a Justice League episode. Oh, okay. Yeah, he appears yeah. in. Let's see. It says it somewhere here. Um, no, it's a. Uh, I I don't. I thought I had it here, but I don't know where. I don't know where it is. Yeah, it's Justice League, though, right? Yeah, it's. Um, he appears in an episode of Justice League. I can't find where. Uh... Oh, uh, in uh, Justice League Unlimited, the Doomsday Sanction, as oh, part okay, of yeah. uh, Project Cadmus. That's the only other thing. Wow, that he he appearances, which is strange. Interesting. Okay, hang on. Let me look at this. It says the character was meant to be used more, but further appearances were prevented by the bat embargo. Bat embargo. What's the bat embargo? I have no idea. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, this was uh, a term that people use for uh dc limiting or banning the use of batman related characters from any media source outside of the new dark knight trilogy that started in 2005 oh yeah 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 so, yeah I remember, okay yeah so that was uh that yeah, was cause why. That's why a smallville couldn't have anything with batman even though they have justice league and so forth well no that was even before because smallville oh, started really? in 2001 
But they they didn't get to they didn't get to what's the Justice League till late, you know at the end of the series though. Oh uh, well, yeah, no, that's true. They they weren't till the Justice League till like around that same time. So yeah, that's a good point. I wonder. Uh, yeah, when did the embargo end? I I have no idea. No idea. Because because Gotham, I know Gotham was like allowed to use Batman, but they obviously used everything else. I forget when that show started. Huh. Yeah, Weird. I'm uh I'm not sure when it. I don't know if there was like an official ending. I, there maybe I don't think there was. Yeah, maybe. Anyway, but uh, it's, but it's weird that only that character was like affected. Yeah, as huh. far as like, well, I, well, this isn't from like the Batman animated series. Th- this this yeah. is like from the Justice League show. Like that's why it wasn't used more in like other other things. I think I think that's what it's talking uh, okay. about. Anyway. That's interesting. So yeah, I found out something new uh, in the middle of recording, so that's interesting. What do you know? Um, but anyway, so this is the one episode with Hugo Strange, and uh, we see Bruce Wayne is, he goes to a this, like, resort again, which we saw not too many episodes ago. Oh, uh, yeah, with Alfred. This is for, yeah, but this time it's Bruce Wayne going to this rich resort that's meant to help rich people relax. Relax. And um, yeah. Hugo Strange is one of the doctors there, and he's trying to uh, figure out what happened with this famous judge who apparently was caught in some sort of blackmail scandal and spent some time here. So he's following the breadcrumbs and and going there. And we get a, we get a good moment where he gets back in the bad wing and he just asks Robin, he's like, "Do I look stressed out to you?" Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> which is pretty funny. Uh, it's a, it's interesting whenever there's uh, a little bit of bat batman humor uh, of course in there because again doesn't happen much yeah he's not really a comedian so that's the whole point but um so he goes to the hugo strange turns out the machine that he's using can actually see thoughts which again makes no sense well it's uh straight out batman forever well no that that is true it's a good point they They really did take this for Batman Forever in it, a way. That's, really a, that's a very good point. Yeah, that. yeah. No, I, I forgot all about that. But you're right. <laughs> they totally swiped this idea for Batman Forever. But this way makes more sense than that way, and this way still doesn't make any sense. But um, and, and, and it makes more sense for this villain to be doing it in a certain right. Riddler. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. I agree with that. Um, and then, but instead of blackmail, once Hugo Strange finds out he's Batman, he is going to auction it off to all the villains, which is <laughs> which just is perfect. And um, that that that's another interesting thing. This is the very first Batman episode with multiple villains. You're right. Animated wow. Series episode. First time. Um, I think we've seen Arkham shots of multiple villains. Yeah, but, what are you um, about the Arkham? But yeah. But as far as like being in the, the episode, actually interacting, yeah. this is the first time. Um, wow. And it doesn't happen often either. Like, oh no, no, it only happens in almost this, got him. Almost got him in trial. So there's trial, only three yeah. episodes where wow. that that happens. Um, where there's like multiple a uh, bunch of villains all in the same same episode. It's pretty interesting. It's a shame because they're it's so funny yeah. when they're all good when they're all together. Oh, it's it's great. It's great. <laughs> freaking you got, Joker. Yeah, Joker, Two Face, and Penguin. Who come come in for this auction and they're just it's just fantastic. It's the the just best so part the fun. best part is when Two Face is like get out my face. The Joker's like which one? Hold it, hold it, hold it! Get out of my face, clown. Which one? <laughs> <laughs> 
all-time great line. I love uh, when Hugo Strange is calling. Oh, he's um, answering machine. Calls, and then pulls up a Joker has an answering machine. <laughs> Boy, did you get a wrong number. Leave your message at the sound of the shriek. No, please, don't! He's like, boy, did you dial the wrong number? <laughs> <laughs> that was great. That yeah, was leave, great. Your, leave your message at the tone of the shriek. <laughs> right, right. And yeah. then they all get there on the plane, and Joker comes out, and he's like, ah, clean air, you know, nice bright sun. Ugh, I hate it. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's it's wonderful. It yeah. is, uh, that's fantastic. Fantastic. But, uh, but the other great thing about this episode, as we always say, anytime someone finds out batman's identity they have to be killed and this episode actually finds a way around that yep yeah again it's we, great we talked about it in the night of the ninja episode oh, how, big all the time. Of, how big of a deal the secret identity uh, identity is and this time hugo strange actually finds out bruce wayne's secret identity so then how he finds out blurts out oh yeah 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 that, yeah later he does that too but um and so bruce has to figure out how to fix this situation and he uses he smartly uses the machine to record a fake conversation between <laughs> Hugo Strange and his minions, basically saying he's just faking. And uh, that machine must be the most delicate thing in the world because yeah, I no mean, kidding. one hit from a fire extinguisher and just bam, it just explodes. Yeah, like, well, the word gone, <laughs> which is funny. Um, but so he does that, and then when all the villains are there, um. He plays that other tape he made instead of the instead of the other one, which basically just says it shows Hugo Strange just saying, "Oh, I can, I can, I can make Batman whoever I want with this machine, and these idiots <laughs> will pay pay me for it." And then, of course, which is so perfect because the villains like don't even stop to think about anything or maybe somehow like nothing. They're just immediately no, they're just, just kill him. Yeah. It's uh, oh, it's great. And like we, I love Joker. How mad Joker is. <laughs> Because I think this is the most mad we've ever seen the Joker. Oh, yeah, maybe. Because, again, the Joker's crazy and everything, but he doesn't usually... He's not usually just angry. Right. Um, And so he's so mad. He's like, I'm going to use your head as a bowling ball. <laughs> well, it's so, great because, like, when they, when they finally gain up on Hugo Strange, he just blurts out. He's like, no. He's like, no, actually, Bruce Wayne is Batman. And he's like... <laughs> Are you out of your mind? They're like, we're not falling for that. It's great. Harvey Dent's just like, I knew Bruce Wayne. If Bruce Wayne is Batman, I'm the king of England. Exactly. So <laughs> and it kind of makes sense to be like, oh, yeah, they wouldn't just be like, oh, it all makes sense. It's like, right. yeah, I mean, Harvey knows it. Right. And then, like, yeah, the Joker probably doesn't think anything of Bruce yeah, Wayne. So it's no. perfect. Yeah, that is that is fan. That's a great moment, too. And so then they're going <laughs> to throw him out of a plane. Um, yeah. Which is Joker's... great, too, because you can see the Joker, like, just piloting this plane with, a, like, a cereal badge. Yeah, he's got a scarf and everything. Which is which is very funny. And um but Batman's able to get on the plane and cut the fuel line and so they, they run out of gas and, and start to crash and as they're like going down, you get the Joker doing the goofy yell. <laughs> <laughs> which that makes me laugh every time. That's so good. Hearing him do that, that goofy that goofy yell. Um <laughs> is is great i always forget about that and then that then that makes me laugh but uh uh it ends up cr uh, crashing we get to see spider bat which is which is cool 
Spider. Oh, yeah. uh, he basically used Spider-Man's himself with the grappling hooks, <laughs> which is pretty awesome to That's get cool, down yeah. from there. Um, and uh, and then the police come and everything, and still Hugo Strange is trying to say no, Bruce Wayne's Batman, and then all of a sudden here comes Bruce Wayne walking up, and uh, with Batman there too, yeah. right? With Batman there, and he, he says that no, there's I knew your Batman's like I knew your machine could read mine or could read mine, so I had Bruce Wayne. Uh, help me out with all this to help set you up and so secret identity saved of course it's it's dick dressed up as uh, we're gonna mission possible mask right right a mission possible mask and stilts Uh, at least yeah at least they went with the stilts at least it wasn't like oh no we're just not gonna acknowledge the the, like the foot height difference between the two yeah um also it's a very uh anticlimactic kind of end there because i mean the villains don't even fight they just all right, we're done. <laughs> <laughs> they don't even put up a fight. Yeah, like Joker's like, oh, Arkham's nice this time of year. <laughs> I mean, I guess they were just in a plane crash, so. I mean, I guess they're lucky to be alive, but yeah. yeah. I guess that's fair, but that is kind of funny. Like, Penguin, yeah, yeah. And Penguin Two-Face is like, ah, oh, we're going to shoot you, and Batman just like, donk, knocks him out with the Batmobile, <laughs> or knocks the guns out with the, Batmo- with the Batarang, and then that's that's it. That's that's all it took. <laughs> I wonder if that's why they also they, they never used Hugo Strange again because he still knows Batman's identity. Well, but he like, doesn't, though. Oh, well, I, I guess he doubts himself. At the, oh, yeah, he, I guess he doubts himself the, at the, the end. That's the whole point of Dick coming in dressed so as... So why uh, not use him? Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. It, it, it is odd that they don't bring him back. Yeah. Um. But uh, let's see. Some other, some other interesting things with this episode. Obviously, we talked about the first time that multiple members uh working in the same episode um it's based off of the comic stories the dead yet live and i am the batman it's detective comics uh 471 and 472 that came out in 1977 um uh as let's see oh yeah this is another interesting thing so we just saw the joker in the last ones that we did with the laughing fish and it right. ended with his apparent death getting eaten by oh, a shark. Oh, yeah, I didn't even bring that up. No, no explanation given. No one explains it. He's just <laughs> fine and here. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Which I know, right? So I guess it doesn't matter. But uh, oh. that is pretty funny. Uh, there's also um, when Bruce is looking through the archives of all the tapes, um, it's a bunch of names of the production crew on all those oh, tapes. Oh, okay. Nice. So pretty much all of them are uh, different members of the crew. So that's, that's cool. That, that's nice. Nice little touch in there. And then apparently Michael Reeves, who wrote this episode, he also wrote a sequel episode called Mind Games, um, but it was never produced and uh, never oh. made. So that is, oh, again, okay. that is interesting that they never went anywhere with that. Yeah, that's weird. But, uh, anyway, that's, that's pretty much everything with that episode. Yeah, it's a good episode. Yeah, it is. It's, it's a very good episode. Um, oh, another, okay, that, that's the other thing I wanted to, wanted to mention. This is like great 90s episode because you get the use of chloroform and truth serum in the same episode, which was used in every single 90s property, period. Chloroform and truth serum. When did they use the true serum? Uh, to to for uh, on Alfred because they say that's how we uh, knew where you right. were when they kidnap Alfred with chloroform and then right. and then they 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 know that Bruce Wayne's in the in the um the the office or whatever because 
That's what they said. They said it took a dose of truth serum for him to tell us. But uh, and we also saw, huh? Well, yeah. I don't. I feel like every '90s property, there's always truth serum being used, and and always chloroform being used. I feel like that just happened a lot, like growing up. It was like in everything, and now oh, now sure. you never see it anymore. Yeah, kind of like, like uh, quicksand back in the '80s. Like, no, that's sure. Yeah, it's always quicksand and everything. And then at some point, just like, well, quicksand's not really much of a thread, not really around too <laughs> no. much. So let's let's not do it anymore. I feel like the yeah, same I, way with chloroform. I feel like they used to always be the thing, and now we never see that anymore. Well, I remember reading like apparently, like if you actually try to use chloroform for the reason that people use it in like shows, it would take like five minutes of like <laughs> high concentrated like pouring it like basically like waterboarding you with chloroform <laughs> it, like in order to knock you out like they do in the movies where it's like just one quick like you know puff is well, like where did that come from yeah i don't know again it's like when people like get knocked out by getting hit over the head like well, if you lose true, conscious yeah. like you're dot your brain is dying while that's happening yeah you're either dead or mentally like, permanently mentally damaged well not necessarily i mean i mean if you're hit if you're hit hard enough to lo- lose consciousness for more than a minute uh yeah 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 that's fair (laughs) but Um, yeah you had to have you had to have some way this is uh also um there this is the second time alfred's been true serumed that happened in the in the uh that that happens actually later Uh, sorry that hadn't happened yet happens later in the lion and the unicorn episode the next red claw episode wow Um, okay alfred gets true serumed in that one also so come on alfred i know he keeps well hey no that that's that's to his credit like he's not giving people up it's taken you know him being true serum that's a good point yeah for that to happen so you know that's enough that's uh that's fair enough um (laughs) apparently okay i didn't realize this but just reading this thing here apparently the joker ends up discovering dr strange's um uh knowledge about bruce wayne being batman in uh Batman Beyond Return of the Joker. I'm not sure if they're trying to say there's a correlation between that or if they're just saying he finds out about his identity. I'm not quite sure, actually. But it, Oh, huh. I don't yeah, know. W- yeah, I wonder. No, no, that has nothing it, to do with it. They, they yeah, worded they never that mentioned wrong. It. They worded that yeah. wrong. Because, no, he figures out Batman's secret identity because he kidnaps Robin. Yeah, um, weird. Yeah, I don't know why. I, I read that wrong. Never mind. Yeah. But um, anyway, yeah, but a good episode. Good, good, good strong episode. episode. Yeah. Good villain episode. A lot of lot of good moments. Um, yeah, definitely, definitely a solid one. Definitely a an upper tier Batman animated series episode. Yeah, again, another like like Mad Hatter, another underutilized uh, Batman villain that you do a lot with. Yeah, yeah, they they could have done a lot more with Hugo Strange, and it's it is surprising that they that they don't use him again. But or the or any of the movies, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we've we haven't seen him using anything. That is that is true. I wonder why that is. I don't know. Like I guess easy, he... an easy one to like. I, I'm surprised we haven't just seen him used as like a uh, you know how not they a just main villain, but yeah, like well, not even that, but something. you know how half the time they just name a random villain just a famous name, just oh yeah, because like that's what I'm surprised about. Yeah, I know that we haven't even seen that. I guess they just assume most people don't know who he is, which is a shame. Yeah, that is weird. Yeah, but, come on. Get on that, Matt Reeves. Yeah, I know. We need that. We need some Hugo Strange. Do. Telling you, but... That we weird fryer haircut, whatever. <laughs> Mad Hatter, Hugo Strange would be a good team-up for... Yeah. For for a movie. That'd be... Oh, that'd be great. And Scarecrow, that'd be like the ultimate like trio Ooh. of like psycho... Like, Ooh, yeah. That would be That'd a be good awesome. One. 
Uh, three might be pushing it a little bit, but who cares? That, yeah, I'm with you. That could be good. Um, be. All right, the next animated series episodes. Uh, it, it, we it's another kind of uh, two kind of eh, and then one good. So, you know that that's kind of been a pattern we've seen a little bit here, and that's gonna be the pattern for the one after that as well. Oh. So, um, uh, yeah, it, it for it looks like for the next few animated series things we might be getting um kind of a what one are, uh, a one 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 on and couple maybe off what are the next uh, three uh the next two it's a it's another two-parter it's the heart of steel part one and part two okay. which is very very weird episodes it uh, is with with uh real the androids and it's very strange <laughs> um but we also are gonna watch if you're so smart why aren't you rich the first Riddler episode, which is fantastic. God, yeah, that is the first. We haven't seen the Riddler yet. The Riddler's only in two episodes in this whole animated series. Oh my god, I forgot. But yeah, mm-hmm. that, that, that's up. He makes god. like random little background appearances in sure. like Superman animated series and in like the background of one or two Batman animated series and the new adventures of Batman. But he's never a main villain in the new adventures of Batman and he's only in two episodes of the uh of this which is very strange Crazy. yeah but uh yeah we're gonna get that episode and then the two hardest deals which are uh, weird um <laughs> okay so <laughs> but it's not a total loss because first riddler episode is great so yeah yeah and i'm sure there's some good stuff in hardest deal uh, yeah uh, i haven't watched it but that's why we rewatch it to see if there is well yeah that's the point we'll 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 find it that's for sure we'll find them um However, next week we are back into the Batman 1966 show. Now, unfortunately, there's no way we can top last week because it was Bookworm. Which was oh, just yeah, Bookworm. All-time great episode. Are we back with the Riddler though? Such a criminal. It's so such it's so criminal that we don't get to use uh that we won't see him again. Now, fortunately, as Ian just said, we get the Riddler coming up yeah, next week that's what I so, it's not a total no yeah, that's, no that's, definitely not a total that's loss. Best, yeah and it is a couple of bizarre uh it's very bizarre riddler oh, episodes coming up it's a uh, death in slow motion and the riddler's false notion and the uh write-up for the first one is the riddler's back and is pursuing a silent movie theme with his latest scheme okay yeah that's weird <laughs> yes it is some very weird Riddler episodes coming up, but it's a Riddler, so it's going to be great. Because uh, we get to watch Frank Gorshin, which is always just such always a good. joy. So, yeah, that's going to be fun. We got some Riddler coming up next week. Um, All right. Well, that pretty much does it for this episode. Any uh, any final things to say about it, Ian? Uh, I don't think so, no. Um, yeah, it's it's a shame about having to wait longer for, for Batman, but hopefully yeah. it's not any longer. I mean, it could be worse because some movies have been pushed back a year. I can, I could deal with four months or whatever. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Um, all right. Make sure and follow us on Twitter at uncaped review. That's where I post all the links and all that stuff to all the episodes. I end up posting usually clips from the Batman 66 show because they're just so funny that, or a lot of stuff about community lately. Yeah. That's the other thing I've been posting a bunch about. <laughs> 
because uh, Community is back on Netflix and it's the greatest TV show of all time. So I watched the entire series and finished it already for like the tenth time, and uh, was posting a bunch of clips from that. So that has been happening. Um, a bunch of bunch of Community resurgence, which is just fantastic. Yeah, I love yeah. it. I love it. There's there's more buzz on Community now than like ever. And um, so we need that movie to be made. I need the movie to be made. Six seasons <laughs> in a movie. And it now it's as good a time as it's ever been. The whole cast yeah, is on board. Joe Russo is on board. They're Just every, doing Netflix movie. Dan Harmon, I know, is already has an... Uh, I, I don't know. I don't think he's written the full script yet, but I know he already has I, an idea for it that he's had for years. Um, the, only, the only real drawbacks are, one, obviously you need someone to, to produce it. And... Just have I, I, I know you just well sony owns it that's the thing oh, sony God. sony owns community i'm pretty sure uh they own the rights to it and yeah so it would have to be sony unless they would sell the rights to it which i doubt they would but, yeah they own so <laughs> so you know we'll we'll see but pretty much everyone and then the only other thing is somehow trying to get chevy chase and donald glover in it which is uh, yeah, gonna be a thing. at this point i feel like chevy chase might do it i know he hates dan Harmon's guts and everyone else like but all he's the not other doing producers yeah. but he's not doing anything else and he's also Donald trying Glover to like he's also trying to like kind of revitalize his image a little bit being more open like he's on Pretty instagram now and and he's you know he's making Weird. videos on instagram talking and answering questions stuff like that so I feel like he. I feel like now's probably as good a time as it's ever been to try and get Chevy Chase, and yeah. But Donald Glover's the one, man. He he does too much. Too much. I I I'd be worried that all yeah, we that, would get was a cameo, and it's like that. That just would feel that would be disappointing. Yeah, because it's like, I, yeah, that'd be that'd be really shitty. I feel like it's like we get that you're yeah. the most successful one here, but like. Don't forget your roots. I mean, it was already tough with season five and then in season six when he left sure. after the first five episodes of season five. So he was in less than half of the, the season and then wasn't in season six. And it's like, I mean, you just lost your fun, you know, your best character in the show. Well, funniest character without a doubt. There's an argument that Abed's the best character, but I mean, Troy's the funniest character and it's not even close. So... It really you lose that you lose a lot without yeah, that character. Um, so yeah, that's the thing, man. Uh, that's one of those things where it's like, look, I don't even want it. I don't even want them to try if if they can't get everyone back for it. Like it's like no. Yeah. I mean, they did that with season six, and I'm it was fine, but it, but for a movie, nope, nope. Just don't even bother with it if it's if you're not gonna be able to get everyone back. I'd. I'd the last thing I want is like a freaking Blue Mountain State thing or something where oh, yeah. the movie comes out and it's just awful. That that I can't I can't handle that. So let's not yeah, we... let's not do that. Season six was bad enough, and I still like it like it okay, but we don't we don't need it to a bad movie. That's not good. Sure. Anyway, uh, yeah. So a lot of community stuff too. Um, <laughs> so follow us on Twitter at Uncaped Review. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Marky Mark Brand. You can follow me at Ian Bart Bark. So do that as well. And yeah, make sure and join us next week for some more Batman coverage. Batman 66 coverage. Uh, back into the 60s next week. But uh, that does it for this episode of the Uncaped Crusaders Review. Again, I'm Mark. I'm Ian. Have a great week. Have a great week.